welcome back to Truth Prevails. I'm Amanda. And I'm Anastasia. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've been pretty busy. We've been way too busy. Mm, I know. Just seems like there's so many different things. And the list just keeps growing. Yeah. This is our second podcast we're doing for uh, this month for Truth Prevails because we were unable to record for last month. So, yay! yay. Double the fun! <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. But then we're also working on something else. And I guess we could say it's on our sister station. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like that. that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, something else that we're working on that has to deal with Restore. So, woman out there, we have something coming for you. Mm-hmm. Even more so. So we encourage you to just keep an eye out. Just yes. see what comes. <laughs> see what comes out from that. Indeed, indeed. So, um, we have a bit of a touchy subject to talk about today. And many would like to give their own definition of this. But we like to keep it biblical here at Truth Prevails. So, Nastasia, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about the flesh and the struggles that can, some of the struggles that can come with it. The flesh, it's such a yeah. broad yeah. category of different, different things you could talk about when it comes to that. But, yeah. So, let me start off with this scripture. Romans 8, 8. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Mm-hmm. And one more. Romans 8, 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Mm-hmm. Sage, what are we talking about? When it comes to the flesh, that rotting piece of <laughs> ill. <laughs> the corpse strapped to yes, our back, yes. as Paul describes it. <laughs> Please, elaborate for us, Nastasia. Basically, the temptations and the struggles that can come in on account of the flesh that just causes this resistance against the spirit, where there's just that warring where you could just you could just feel it <laughs> like there's oh my gosh like i don't know if you already want to start getting to the examples but no, i want you to explain what that flesh is the flesh it's basically our fallen nature and the fact that we're still prone to sins because we just there's still that, okay, people probably won't want to admit this or <laughs> acknowledge it. I know. But there's still that love for the things that are sinful. Yeah. But because we're new creatures in Christ, we have, because we have our deceitfully wicked heart because of the flesh, but then we also have been given a softened heart and everything like that. And so there's that part of us that can agree with Paul when he's talking about, I do what I hate and what I 
want to do, I don't always do kind of thing, you know, where it's basically talking about how there's that struggle where you don't want to sin, but you do sometimes and you hate it, but you do it because you love it. And it's just this hard thing because it's like, no, I don't love it. I don't love it at all. But then why do we do it? Why is it, it, why is it a temptation? Because there is that appeal. There is that attraction, that draw to, to do some form of sin, whatever sin we may struggle with in particular because we're in that fallen state and we're not going to reach perfection um until christ returns and we're with him um and so i'd like to read first corinthians ten thirteen because because it says there hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man but god is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it so just because we struggle with temptation and sin and everything like that and we may stumble at times that's not an excuse to say well i'm only human we're still held accountable to the Lord. There's still that discipline as well. But that's not to say shy away from his throne of grace and try and be perfect now because that too is impossible. But at the same time, that doesn't mean we stop striving and running the race. Paul would describe himself as beating his body into submission Ooh, yes. because he did not want to sin. Right. Now, some people hear that and think, oh, so then I have to like flog myself or whip myself or practice self-discipline in that sense. No, I'm not. We're not advocating for like some mm-hmm. physical harm of any kind. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is that you strive in the Lord's strength and by seeking Him in prayer and His strength and being in His Word and and just continuing to um, renew your mind with His Word and stand on truth. You're warring against the the lies within this world and we're warring against that fallen nature and basically right. standing for God's truth. Right. So Galatians five nineteen to 21 says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Those are serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are like, I haven't murdered anyone. They say if you have hatred for somebody in your heart, it's the same. You're capable it's the same of it. Thing. <laughs> same thing with, well, I didn't commit adultery, but exactly. did you lust after them? Exactly. Because then you're basically saying within your heart, you're technically okay with it. Nope. You're technically condoning it. Nope. But that's not right. And nope. that's what Christ talks about too. When he talks about, you know, you say this or it was written this, but I say right. this. Like, take it to this extreme. Like, right. you can't, there's not, God knows your heart. Yes. That means he knows all the little secrets in there and all the hidden things that are sinful within there i just had that scripture today proverbs 17 3 which says that he knows um yeah he knows the deepest parts of the hearts yeah that's not how it's said but basically that's what's trying to say what it's trying to say is that god knows the hearts of men yep. absolutely it's open lane public proverbs 15 11 that also says that Sheol and Abaddon, he knows, and so he knows the hearts of men. Mm-hmm. He knows it. They're laid, it's completely laid open. So we think, 
God doesn't see this. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know about this. This is my little secret sin. Nah. He knows all about it. Mm-hmm. He has absolute knowledge of everything that's deep within there. Right. So, um, idolatry. <laughs> idolatry, it's like, I don't idolize anything else. Really? What's more important to you than Christ? That's your idol. Mm-hmm. Anything that takes the place of Christ in your life, mm-hmm. that's an idol. Even your family can be your idol. Mm-hmm. Whoa. But God's a jealous God, right? Mm-hmm. And witchcraft. That's huge. Yep. That is one that um, Mastasia and I have some familiar familiarity with. <laughs> I want to get the word right. Um, I more so do. Um, and it's not something to toy with. It's mm-hmm. not something to play with. Even now, so you see it in the Christian world where you talk about there's Christian witches or there are people that claim to be Christian and yet they utilize quote-unquote magic mm-hmm. or they use mystical means or they're toying and playing that fine line of stuff out there that's new age mm-hmm. and everything. That's all divination, sorcery, and witchcraft. If you're a Christian, you must, I repeat, you must repent of that and come out of that because that is deception and that is something that Satan uses to draw you in. Mm-hmm. And it entices your flesh. Why does it entice your flesh? We were just talking about this. Mm-hmm. I know, because I think it's like... One of the things that I think about is how you see in like movies and books and shows and all these things this romanticizing of Mm. witchcraft and everything Mm. and so when you hear about it rather than seeing it in the way that the bible depicts it and basically saying it's no bueno don't do it it's not any good you know Mm. um and it's something that's depleasing to the lord it can instead be viewed as whoa this could make life way more interesting you know makes it seem like there's more to life than just this whatever this is defined as for that person right also, you mentioned before how it leads people to believe that they can get somewhat closer to God. Yeah. Or something like that. Would mm-hmm. Tell me more about that again. Cause... Yeah. Like, basically, I think it's like people try to see if they can find some secrets, that the, like Easter eggs that the Lord has oh hidden. Whereas basically, the Bible never makes mention of certain things. And yet people say, no, this is something that God created for us. This mm-hmm. is a gift God created for us mm-hmm. to utilize and to do. And it's something that's glorifying to him. But then where in the scriptures does it really talk about him saying, this is the means to glorify me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess that's, you know, that means to try and get closer to the Lord in the sense of trying to discover hidden things. Right. You know, even right. though the scripture is very clear about, the right and the wrong and what is pleasing to the Lord, but we can fall into that pragmatism where if it seems like it's working and it seems like it's having good benefits and it seems like it's a blessing, then it must mean that it's good in the Lord's eyes, but that's not necessarily so, you know? And so, yeah. Yeah. So we'll probably get into more of all that witchcraft and new age mysticism stuff in a later episode, but let's jump into end beings. Mm Mm-hmm. That whole idea of envying. I have been guilty of that yep. so much. Mm-hmm. And it's just the simple fact of 
well, why do they get to have that and I can't have that? Mm -hmm. And why do they get this and why do they go here and why do they get to do that? And da 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 over and over again. And it's like you start to believe that you're something better Mm -hmm. than another person or that other person or that other Christian or whatever the case may be. And the fact of the matter is all of us fall short of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Not one of us is good. Right. No, not one at all. And only by the grace of God is it that I have been chosen, Anastasia has been chosen, and we've been saved by God's grace. Mm -hmm. God decides who he saves. This whole idea of we get to choose God, Mm -hmm. no, that doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into that later. Yeah. (laughs) In another episode. So we're not going to touch on that right now. But exactly, it's God has chosen us and he destines each and every one to whatever it is that he decides to do with each and every one, mm-hmm. each and every individual. So when it comes to envying, is there any validity to them? Obviously there's not. And mm-hmm. this is why it is part of the flesh and it's a work of the flesh to envy. Mm-hmm. And it actually causes a lot of hardness of heart. It causes a lot more sin to flourish. It causes pride to just be developing and then it literally draws you from the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's just another beautiful tact. And I say beautiful in the most, quote, type of way that it's not actually right. beautiful. But it's very intricate and it's very played out by the enemy mm-hmm. of our souls. Right. It's like um, there's one of those things where they tell, where they're like, like none of those stories that people tell, like to try and get a point across where they're like mm-hmm. this man who was really pious and the like like demons are trying to like basically convince him like to try to make him stumble or sin by saying all these different Mm -hmm. lies and he just wasn't budging or whatever and then satan's like oh no i got this and he goes and he whispers your friend just won this award or something and and then he got like all like green with envy kind of thing like what the heck why did i get anything kind of thing but yeah um yeah i think it is it's interesting and i think it can also occur when you even look at a fellow brother and sister in christ and you're like, why do they have that gift? I want that gift. Right. Why don't I get that gift? When we know that every gift is given to the person by the Holy Spirit's wisdom and choice. Right. And then it's all important to the body of Christ because mm-hmm. you have the hands, you have the eyes, you have the feet, you have the ears, you have the tongue. You have all these different things that make right. up the body and they're all crucial. And one can't say to the other, I don't need you, you know? Right. And so... Um, it's like, why be jealous, but instead continue seeking after the Lord and having and doing what he would have you to do. You know, um, it talks about in scripture um, in the, some of the gospels, I think it was, where it depicts how there was this misunderstanding that one of the disciples would never die. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was kind of like, well, why? Why, do, why is that the case kind of thing? And, and even though that wasn't true... Christ was also correcting them and basically saying, what business it, What business is it of you what I choose to do with one servant or another? Basically, That's right. you know, so we can't be like, well, why did this happen to this person and not me or vice versa? Because, right. well, don't you want to commit your life to Christ? Isn't your life no longer your own? And basically, and we're, we know we're not entitled to anything. What we're entitled to is hell. And yet right. we've been spared of that. And so it's like, we just need to be content in the Lord. You know, and it's something that isn't necessarily easy to do. It's something that we need to continuously seek after him, though, and repent when we start to fall into that sin mm-hmm. um, and all of that. <laughs> so we're going to jump into the whole idea of what 
it can actually feel like to battle that flesh. Mm -hmm. Um, You explained it well before. And so if you can explain what it is that you deal with, and then I'll kind of chime in as well Mm -hmm. as to what, I know some people might have different ways of explaining it, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to say, oh, there's like a, you know, perfect way, or there's like this specific way or whatever the case may be. Um, But a lot of us as Christians, we grapple with these thoughts Mm -hmm. and they are tempting to the flesh. Not every thought that we get in our head is supposed to be, yay, we can go with it. Or if we feel good about it, yay, we can go ahead and partake in that. Or we can say that. No, we have to measure everything that comes into our heads against the word of God. Because a lot of that stems from our heart. And it's a lot of the ickiness that's still in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And so it entices the flesh. And then the flesh wants to react. And it wants to give in to that temptation. Um, But we'll discuss more what that scripture in 1 Corinthians 10.13 is about um, a little later. But I want to emphasize on what it is that you can actually deal with when you are being tempted by the flesh. Mm -hmm. And what it can sometimes feel like or like the intensity of it at times. Mm -hmm. Because it's real. We're not saying that it isn't. The lust of the flesh is real. It can be. Go ahead, Miss Lisa. Yeah, I um, I think of that scripture, uh, Matthew twenty six forty one, where it says, where Christ had said, "Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh mm-hmm. is weak." And um, man, let me just tell you, I feel that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because um, there are certain things that I'm more prone to be tempted by and one of those big things can be unbelief or that lie oh the Lord doesn't hear you or different things like that which is stuff that I have to personally repent of because I know those are lies but they come in and when I just let them be and Mm -hmm. I decide to just give into that belief or whatever it can make this whole thing even worse but it's basically just there are times, as an example, where I know I need to go before the Lord and I need to pray. I need to be humble and I need to express that belief by praying to Him. And it can be really difficult when I feel convinced at the time that I'm just the biggest fool and, you know, or He doesn't care when I know those are all lies because Castor cares upon Him because He cares for you mm-hmm. and all of those things. But um, it, it, it genuinely gets to a point where I feel like I'm at this threshold where I'm about to begin praying and I feel the most gripping sensation of the flesh where it just feels like, no, like I don't want to, almost like this burning and this, uh, just something that just Mm -hmm. holds me back that I feel like I have to push through and finally submit under the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what it just kind of feels like where I... I just can have that difficult time in that sense. Right. Where it really genuinely feels as though the flesh is warring against the spirit in that sense of I'm put off by the idea of doing something, but I know I need to. And then when I finally push past that and don't give in to that temptation, mm-hmm. I'm all the, it's all the better it's for like it. It's like victory. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, you feel that reprieve yeah. and it's like, oh, 
victory. Yeah, or the vulnerability comes. Yes. I'm sorry, Lord. Know, oh my yes. gosh, you're so good. Yes. You know, and it's not to tease. That's me, legit. That's me, legit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. Uh, man, if you guys could just see now the the waves of our frequency in our voice, <laughs> and it just went. <laughs> you could probably hear it, but. No, seriously, that is how that can feel sometimes. And um, I find that, yeah, there's just different times where it seems as though it can flare up even more. Like if I've been giving into those lies more often Mm -hmm. or if I'm already highly irritable for Mm -hmm. some other reason or anything like that, like it, it, it's just, it can flare up where you just have this like, "Mm, I don't want to, Ah!" like, and you can't really place it, but yeah and it's just it's just the most interesting thing sometimes where mm-hmm. you're just kind of like whoa i really can feel this right now <laughs> like right. like there's really something that just makes me feel so standoffish um i think yeah. For, yeah okay so for me um i completely agree with everything she's saying because i have the same struggle um most of the time but then there's these other times where it's almost like you could literally since this wall is like being put up and like pride is like hugely <laughs> written on it or something and you're just like Mm-mm, I'm not going to you know and it's not like and it's like you know what you're supposed to do but I swear that pride mm-hmm. is just like right there and then the flesh is like la 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 and the spirit's like you know what you need to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, and I'm like, da, 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 da. and I'm just like, kind of like, in my own head, literally in my own head, just like listening to like, no, you don't have to, and it'll be fine, and da 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 da. But then there's like that, that, that mm-hmm. conviction that's like that Holy Spirit is just like, repent. <laughs> Seriously. It's like, repent. You know, it's just like, do yeah. it. You're like, da, da, da. And you try to like just do it even louder mm-hmm. and it just and it's like I know her struggle is real like Masajas because I said I get that too sometimes and you just like breaking through and breaking through but then other times you're just like oh okay fine mm-hmm. and it seems as though not the wall is going down or anything but you're just like peeking over the wall and you're like hi Jesus <laughs> <laughs> but man when he rips that wall down yes, oh my god I know seriously so it is the realization of how God breaks through. Um, it can be painful. There can be this, what feels like a tug of war type of feeling. It's like, no, 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 and no, no, no. Um, I think for many of us, it's always having to admit that we're wrong mm. about something and having to apologize about something. Mm-hmm. I think that's when it hits a lot more at times because we always want to justify our actions, but understand that a lot of the things that we do are acts of the flesh yeah. and they are not okay. They're not pleasing in the eyes of the Lord. They are not. I mean, I think of Philippians 4, 8, where it constantly talks about think on, think on things that are true and that are lovely mm-hmm. and that are praiseworthy and that are noble and that are right and all that stuff. It's because we literally need to focus mm-hmm. on what is good. Mm-hmm. And what's good is in God's word. Mm-hmm. But before we jump into that, I would like Nastasia to share just a little bit more on 
what, um, on what the flesh has been to her with her current trial. (laughs) (laughs) Pride, you've got to go! Get out of here! Uh, Don't try to say face. I know. (laughs) Where's my mask? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, sorry. Um, In all seriousness, it's Mm. been... Yeah. Yeah, it's... It still wants to come and go, but I I have said that part of my personal struggle can be unbelief or, you know, it can go into any number of things, things that I've probably mentioned on this podcast before. Um, but in this current trial that I've been in, unfortunately, I've allowed a lot of the doubts, fears, lies, different sinful things in that sense to basically dominate my mind rather than God's word at times. And as a result, um, I started to kind of feel like that wall that Amanda described come up. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's really subtle because at first it would kind of, you know, I would start to think like that fear would come in, but but God's not real. And immediately I'd be like, that is the dumbest thing ever because I can think of how creation itself is evidence of God's existence. Mm -hmm. Like that just sounds so foolish. Get out of here with that and give it a couple weeks of not being faithful to keep that strong conviction up and fight with that truth. And all of a sudden the dominating belief is, oh, is he not real? And I now try and think of that scripture and it's just kind of like, yeah, um, you know, and, and a lot of it ends up stirring up where I get to this point where I'm, I think to myself, I need to repent because I'm believing lies Mm -hmm. and I need to like genuinely repent. And then I feel that tug of the flesh where it's like, do I really though? Right. Like, I don't know. Oh, maybe I, uh." and then there's this reluctance to go before the Lord because I know that I'm harboring sin rather than being humble and giving it to him. Can I interject for a moment? Yes. So do you deal with that whole idea of like, oh, well, God's grace will cover it. So eventually he'll draw me back in whenever he wants. And for the meantime, I'm good. I'm kosher. I'm I'm fine here. I'll get to that. Okay. All right. (laughs) Um, Because I'll just say it now, because I had this idea where basically, because I also struggle, there's a lot of struggles. I think everyone has a lot of struggles in their fallen state, of course. But one of my other struggles that as you remain in that battle against them Mm -hmm. is the right place to be at. It is. Okay. Because my, the default that would want to come in normally when I'd get frustrated and start believing the lies and then start having that fear of I'm not going to know enough. I'm not going to know enough to obey and I can't be perfect and da 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 And basically instead of saying I need to dust myself off under the Lord's grace and get up and keep running this race, I would basically fall into complacency, apathy, laziness, mm-hmm. and pride and saying I don't really need to repent. I'm not really doing anything wrong. And if I am, because that fear still wants to come in, then I'm just going to go ahead and rest in the fact that the Lord is gracious and he'll discipline me to get me out of it. He'll open my eyes to it. Right. Well, clearly if I'm having those thoughts, I'm already aware something's off. Obviously. But um, the thing is, is how is that really biblical? Because yes, he will discipline you. But when I was finally, 
I was thinking about it and I was getting frustrated in the beginning because I was like, yeah, this is it. This makes sense. Why can't I just lean on this? Until I realized how the Lord has given us his word. The Lord says, asks for wisdom, and he is faithful to give it without finding fault, mm-hmm. you know? And um, that basically, if you seek after the Lord with all your heart, you're going to find him. Like, he wants you to know his will. Right. He wants you to be able to obey him. And he's and even though we stumble, he's still like we read, there's no temptation that's really an excuse for mm-hmm. us to submit to it, you know? And so... In coming to realize that, I, I found how faulty that idea was to just rely on his grace and his discipline to the extent of becoming just complacent and disobedient and allowing that. And not only that, but it just starts to breed that hardness of heart, mm-hmm. which starts to compromise more in those sins, mm-hmm. which starts to basically start justifying and rationalizing and reasoning within yourself that it's okay what I am doing as you are drifting further and further apart from mm-hmm. God and then your heart is becoming harder towards him and then you're not desiring the things of the Lord anymore and mm, yucky. And it just gets more and more difficult. So um, another thing I struggle with <laughs> is just because uh, there's this uh, I deal with like wanting to suppress things or distract from things. So if a lie can enter my mind of God's not real, rather than be like, no, he is, and I'm going to stand on that in faith no matter how hard it is to stand on that. I know he is, and let me just think on all the things God has done. That takes a lot of energy, mm-hmm. and so a lot of times I go like, yeah, 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 I know that's not true, <laughs> and then I ignore it, or I find a distraction, and rather than fleeing to the Lord's word, I'll go to social media and find funny things or mm-hmm. do these things to just basically try and get my mind off of it, rather than replacing it with truth and what those good things I should be thinking on, and as a result of doing that more and more and more and more things start to build up and so then what ends up happening is that um eventually in trying to seek after the lord trying to be obedient now it's more difficult because i allowed those things to compile and the pride to flare up more and more Mm -hmm. and finally repenting and asking the lord soften my heart please i need you in this and then eventually getting to the point where um I am trying to more actively take those thoughts captive Mm -hmm. and the Lord gives me the strength and he starts to soften my heart. I'm telling you within this trial, it was like one day the wall just seemed like it was stripped away and what it revealed was everything I was suppressing, Mm -hmm. everything the pride was hiding, which was basically just hurt Mm -hmm. and not wanting to feel that pain, not wanting to be vulnerable, basically my Mm self-preservation. And everything, I was just very (laughs) sensitive to a lot of those things because it was finally being revealed, this is where my heart actually is. Right. And in giving it to the Lord and seeking after his word, now the battle is, I want to keep in this. I want to try and continue being obedient rather than falling back into that hardness of heart because it's quote unquote easier. Right. But it's not. And the Lord's discipline is no joke either. Like that's not something we should be like, oh, I'll just go ahead and let, like, no, (laughs) that is not good at all, you know? And so, and besides it's, there should be that desire to want to please the one that saved you and died for you. Exactly. Instead of just being like, eh, whatever. There should be a remorse over your Mm -hmm. sins. And when you allow the pride to come in and you give into that temptation again and again and again, that hardness of heart comes in where you can start to convince yourself, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. This is nothing. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not even going to think that much. I'm just going to ignore everything completely and just hope it goes away kind of thing. Right. But 
you know that there is sin there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Lord doesn't hear me. Repent. He does. His word says he does. Yeah. And so, you know, all this stuff I need to be continuing to tell myself because, you know. <laughs> yeah, I have to tell myself as well. Yeah. And so I'm going to jump into something that's just a little touchy, maybe extra touchy, extra, extra touchy. Um, it's the whole emotional aspect mm-hmm. of the flesh. And I'm going to have to say it, and I probably won't stop saying it, is that a lot of what people are falling into, especially Christians, which is very unfortunate, is to live off of their emotions. Mm -hmm. And the flesh thrives on that. Because biblically, yes, we have been given emotions when they are properly placed and utilized. But for the most part, your emotions can be basically the foundation for a lot of temptation and the fact of giving into them and then continuing in that route. Mm -hmm. It's a downward spiral. When you utilize your temptations that are really fueled by the flesh, um, such as lust, mm-hmm. um, that can, oh my goodness, I don't know, I've heard too many stories of how the lust of the flesh, seriously, lust, has destroyed many of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's driven people to some very unfortunate things. Mm-hmm. This is going to be very touchy as well. Anxiety, fear, those things, granted, we don't want to say if there's a physical aspect of this, um, that it's all really bad or it can't be dealt with in a most reasonable way. But when there's not that physical aspect to it, it's most likely spiritual. And guess what? Fear and anxiety and lust are all sins. Mm -hmm. Just living in it, just being it, it, they are sins and they have to be repented of. And the usual retort to it is you don't understand. You have no clue. But the fact of the matter is, is Mastasia and I have gone through some very intense battles of different types of emotions and things that have caused Mm -hmm. a lot of harm to us. And so with that in mind, the only thing that has gotten us back to a place of walking in the spirit and not in the flesh is the word of God. Exactly. That's the only thing that has the power to do so. Mm -hmm. So, um, again, it's not to sit here It's like, we don't know every personal story of everybody that's out there and that's a Christian. Um, Many don't know our stories, Mm -hmm. our personal stories of what we have gone through and everything. But what we do know and what has remained basic foundational for us as Christians is the Word of God. And it says Galatians 5.16, This I say then, Walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. There's also Romans 8, 5 that says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. So basically, 
when you desire the things of the flesh, you're going to do it. There's really, there could be conviction. There could be something the Lord is really trying to catch your attention. And you're just like, eh, I'm just going to go ahead and do it because it feels good because it makes me happy. Mm -hmm. But yet the Lord is not seeking for us to be happy. So if anybody has told you that, I'm sorry. I really feel bad that they have told you lies or they have mis, pretty much falsely informed you. God calls us to contentment, which that's a whole different ballgame. Mm -hmm. And he calls us to rejoice and to be joyous over everything, mm -hmm. including trials and suffering and the temptations that come. But yet trials can be turned into temptations when we succumb to them. Right. But we choose not to because we choose to walk by the Spirit. Um, so it's sad to think, I mean, Romans is just... Uh, a beacon of all this stuff. <laughs> it's just like, goodness. I have another scripture, and it says, Romans 8, 7, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Again, a mind that is not concentrated on the Lord, mm -hmm. is not seeking after his word, is not looking to live, as he says, those that love me obey my commandments. Mm -hmm. You're not looking to do that as a Christian, you are definitely going to be walking in the carnality of your mind, mm -hmm. in that lust of the flesh. Um, and then, gosh, I have so many scriptures, I don't even know where to go with this. <laughs> but what I want to say more so is that can we, as Christians, finally stand firm on what we have been given and not make excuses for the sins that we partake mm -hmm. in. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. When we sin and we're convicted of it, we should repent. If we're sinning and we're not being convicted of it, you have to wonder, where is my walk with the Lord? Mm -hmm. Am I actually saved? These things you should not be desiring the things of the flesh, although Mastasia did mention that we fall prey to it mm -hmm. and we do give in to it. We should not be desiring those things above all. Ultimately, we should be consistently directing ourselves to the Lord and his word. Mm -hmm. And as these temptations occur, if we do happen to succumb, then again, we repent and then we continue in that race, running mm -hmm. that race, and we continue moving forward. We don't simply bind ourselves to excuses such as God knows my heart, such as I'm a human being, um, I have every right to do this, um, I don't, you know, God hasn't done it for me so I can do whatever I want. No, mm -hmm. God is perfect. Everything that he does is perfect. Everything that he allows to come in, we should seek to be victorious in those trials and not succumb to them as in a way of we're being tempted to test our faith, we're being tempted to see where we stand when we're afflicted, you know, we're being tempted to see where, you know, God's grace lands and whatever it is that we're being tempted by. And no, God does not tempt, mm -hmm. but he allows the enemy to do so. He does. And in that, we should seek to do what God calls us to do. We strongly believe that there's always a response to everything that we go through. Mm -hmm. Those lies that come into our heads that are most likely a temptation of the flesh, 
You see a woman walking by. You're a male. Immediately, oh, I desire her. Whoa. I'm sorry, Lord. I, I'm i sorry. That was a lust. That's mm-hmm. a lustful thought. I'm so sorry, Lord. Please forgive me. I don't want to think on these things. Your word says do not have lust, you know, in your eyes. Um, do not lust after a woman or mm-hmm. do not lust in your eyes. I don't know the particular scripture off the top of my head right now, but it is pertaining to that. Right. So, Father, forgive me. Boom. Keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Let's not fall back into that again. Mm-hmm. But if you give in to that, that is giving to the temptation, and that is going to reap some consequences. Mm-hmm. We don't think about those things. We don't understand that pleasing our flesh always reaps consequences. And if we are the legitimate children of Christ, his elect, we will be disciplined. Mm-hmm. So that's like a double whammy. Right. Not good. Mm-hmm. Would you like to add something? Yeah, I think it's like disobedience is something that is motivated by the love of God. Like, we love him because he first loved us. You know, it's not just something of wanting to keep this moral law to try and obtain perfection or try to per- obtain a self-righteousness or anything like that. But it's... Obedience? Obedience. Okay. Yeah, and the obedience and the repentance and everything like that. Like, it's not something that's just like, oh, I messed up and I really just want to be perfect. You know, kind of thing. It's the Lord is so good and I love him. And he and because he loves me and I want to please him, right? You know, and yes. so it's not just about wanting to reach a moral perfection so we can boast in that. It's about right. wanting to please the one who is morally perfect, you know. Right. And um, and I also think about too how uh, it's starting to leave my mind, but it's um, okay. Yeah. So maybe if you want to just elaborate, so because I said we were going to touch base on that First Corinthians ten thirteen about no temptation. Mm-hmm. Do you want to maybe just give a little bit more on that, just to kind of it's understood that God does provide an escape in hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, like we've mentioned before, we need to stand on His word, mm-hmm. and um, so when anything ever comes up with us faithfully being in his word and continuing to have our minds renewed in that, then we're able to, you know, the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance what we need of his truth, you know, rather than just giving into it. Um, Because he is the one who provides the strength for that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so even though we know that we're not going to reach our perfected state until Christ returns, there's still that knowledge of, we're responsible to repent because we technically had that capability of not giving into it right. because of what the Lord provides. And so um, whenever a temptation arises, it's having to kind of how you gave the example of that man seeing a woman maybe and thoughts wanting to come in, mm-hmm. oh, I desire her, and having to combat that with the sword of the word of the spirit, the truth, you know? Right. Um, and basically, you know, even asking the Lord, like, help me to not dwell on these things. Help me to instead think on what is good. Let me think on Christ, you know, okay. and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, He, the Lord will never tempt us to the point that we can't bear it. Mm-hmm. He always gives an escape, and his escape is the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And that is part of the full armor of God. Mm-hmm. That's the sword that we hold on to. And that's technically the only weapon that we have. 
Obviously, people want to say that prayer is also a part of it, but we're talking about the armor of God. Right. And the armor of God, he does give us, you know, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the sword that is the word of God. And that's what combats the lies that come in from the enemy, but also the stuff that comes up from the heart that's being dealt with and that we tend to have in our minds because of old, you know, mind patterns mm-hmm. and processes and, and just, you know, ways of thinking and stuff, all that has to be renewed. Mm-hmm. And that is all through the power of the word. Right. The Holy Spirit uses it as the sanctifying process that he does within our hearts. So it cleanses our hearts completely to give us the ability to think on those things that are good, that are noble, that are mm-hmm. trustworthy, that are, that are of good repute and all right. that stuff that are praiseworthy. So we're never tempted by God. Our flesh alone tempts us enough. Mm-hmm. And at times, he allows the enemy to be used in these situations. And so we need to fight against that. This is the one thing that Mastasia and I have realized more and more so, is that enough with the, ah, I can't do this anymore. No, God has given you what you need. Mm-hmm. God has absolutely given you the ability to fight against the flesh. Mm-hmm. The flesh is one of our enemies. Obviously, there's a world and the devil, but we're talking about the flesh here. He has given us everything that we need. So it's no more, I can't do this anymore. I get no. He talks about that those are, um, you know, he will renew the strength. Like, he mm-hmm. will mount up with wings and eagles. Mm-hmm. He will do those things. He will give. He will renew that strength mm-hmm. as long as we trust in him and say, Lord, I need your strength. I need you to help me to get through this. And then at times... He allows some things to persist. And as Paul has said, you know, Lord, can you take this from me? You know, can you remove this from me? He pleaded three times and he's like, no, my grace is sufficient. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he allows these things to persist for a reason because it has a greater purpose. Mm -hmm. So it's not a reason for us to fall back and be like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I can't handle this. Mind you, I have said that I don't know how many times. I might have had like a thousand dollars if I would have put money in a jar (laughs) for all the times that I have said that. But I have, but it's always you know, no, God says I have everything that I need. He'll never tempt me beyond what I'm able to endure. He won't. And he always gives an escape. But when we succumb, because it does happen, and not that we absolutely want to, like Paul had said, I, I don't do the things that I should do, and I do the things that I hate. So we sometimes succumb to it. We must repent of it, and then we must keep moving forward. Let's not use this as an easy route to abuse his grace and simply say i'm human or i have a right to or it feels good or you know um well god would forgive me that's like presuming on his grace mm-hmm. oh my gosh that's so bad <laughs> it's like no, I it says don't abuse the grace yes exactly yeah, yeah. And it's presuming on god and you know just the grace that he gives and everything is not something we want to do mm-hmm. god doesn't take that lightly in any way shape or form so we really really have to Um, fight against the flesh and so what I'm ultimately trying to say is remain in that battle and guess what you're in that battle every day every day you are consistently taking thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ you are understanding that you need to wage war against the flesh which is one of our main enemies Mm -hmm. and you will not be removed of the flesh until we're in eternity with heaven. Mm -hmm. I mean, with heaven, with God. (laughs) (laughs) We're not until we're in eternity with God, we will still have to battle the flesh. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking for an easy out, 
or you're looking for, you know, when will this get better? When will this stop? This is why we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Mm -hmm. This is why we remain in the battle. This is why we utilize what we have been given, which is a sword that is the word of God. This is why we trust in what the Lord has said and we keep his commandments. And if you're still wondering, well, what is it that I'm doing wrong? Like, what what, what are these things, you know, that, that I'm... Read his word. Mm -hmm. His word tells you what to do and what not to do. And there is a proper interpretation to it. And there is a proper application that comes once it is properly interpreted. Mm -hmm. So really look into that and invest in that because that is what will do that work in your heart by the power of the Holy Spirit through the word of God. Amen. <laughs> I'm just nodding over here, getting a nice <laughs> neck workout. <laughs> so um, we usually do our like random fact and then our question time with Amanda, but like, whoa, like time is just like picking mm -hmm. away. So I guess we're just going to do them back to back quickly because that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Little random facts about Mistasia. Your random fact. My random fact is I don't have <laughs> my random fact is I don't know very much about myself as it seems anyway. Okay, uh That's here's funny. one. You know huskies how they like to oh my scream gosh. howl. Like they don't just go ow, they go <laughs> like and then when you think they can't get any more intense, like they're like and they just get even more intense. I'm sorry for anybody like wearing headphones. I mean, yeah, seriously, we want to really apologize right now for bleeding ears. I'm I know. sorry. <laughs> anybody that's like getting visuals of dragons, like I don't know. <laughs> um, but basically, huskies. They just are so like dramatic and so and they're like, why is this a random fact about huskies and not Mastasia? Um she I love it. it. Yeah, she loves it. <laughs> Like, I like everybody, like, it seems like so oh many gosh. people are, are just kind of like, man, isn't that annoying? And I'm just, like, watching with, like, these gleaming eyes, like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, he, right when you think he can't get any more dramatic, he gets more dramatic. <laughs> like, it's just so, it's just very entertaining for me, like, every time. Mm -hmm. And, I'm, yeah, that's so... There. So basically, there's huskies where I live, and um, I'm not going to mention the owner because not quite sure if they would want to be mentioned yet <laughs> down the road possibly yes anyways but yeah so when she comes over Mastasia or even when I have her on a phone call Skype call zoom call whatever it is they do it and we all must remain quiet while Let's she enjoys it yes <laughs> while the huskies get down with it <laughs> We technically have already um, labeled it as singing. Mm. So, mind you, Heavy it's metal. <laughs> not my type of singing. I mean, if you've heard of Screamo, yeah. I think even that's better than that. But this angel loves it because they're just so expressive. <laughs> it's like you just, it's like, oh, it's like oh, you're just getting something deep out within them. I don't know. I just find it so entertaining. And there's two of them, so they just like play off each other. And one in particular, just like extra, like it's just so funny. And then when they start getting like, <laughs> like they start playing with their voice. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Okay. I think we should just kind of. Yeah. Thank you. 
for that <laughs> random fact. You're quite welcome. <laughs> it's been your pleasure. I'm just kidding. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right. Let's do question time with Amanda. Exactly, yes. Question time with Amanda. You might cry, but hopefully good tears. Alrighty. <laughs> okay. I kept going back and forth, so I want to do one, two, three, I don't know. Ten. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but one question that I think is very, very important is just, are you dealing with the lust of the flesh? Are there temptations that are coming and you are not dealing with them, though? Are you succumbing to them? Or are you seeking Christ? And then are you battling against them? That's something to really examine yourself. And we're, we're talking about the seriousness of what I spoke about in Galatians 5, 19 to 21. Like those are serious. And then also dealing with those emotional type things. Lust is not a joke. It's not a joke. And it's not to be toyed with. Mm -hmm. So please seek out Christ and his word and examine where your heart is with these things and seek to fight against the flesh. You won't regret it. I promise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. I do. Because <laughs> when it comes to that too, it's just we need to practice that self-control. And mm -hmm. we need to practice it in the little things so we can be more equipped when the bigger things come. Amen. So. Amen. Yeah. I do. Strongly agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mistasia. Yes, I sometimes call her that. We have weird ways of calling each other's names. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so creepy. But she can get my attention in a large crowd like that. Yeah, I can be like, Amanda. 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 <laughs> and then her head turns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's just too funny. That's just too funny. And then she's like, what's I know you. I guess. <laughs> this is a I'm bonus sorry. fact. These are just bonus things that we're just tossing in there. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyways. So, obviously, this conversation wasn't exhaustive. I think we could go into, like, specifics and details of all kinds of stuff that deal mm -hmm. with the flesh. But read your word. That'll tell you everything that you need to know. Mm -hmm. I think we said, like, read your word. I don't know how many times. Mm -hmm. It was a piggy bank. So, we could just, like, every time just, just toss 25 cents in there. <laughs> but seriously read your word and god does the work in your heart through the power of the holy spirit yay, yay. all right Anastasia, would you like to close us out in prayer yes gracias amiga <laughs> <clears throat> heavenly father thank you so much for this opportunity to come before you to approach your throne of grace to be able to give everything that was um, discussed over to you, Lord, and to continue to seek after your help in this, Lord, because you, we know that we have given us the helper, the Holy Spirit, um, the teacher, Lord, and that we are able to read your sufficient scriptures and you continue to instruct us in righteousness, Lord. And you give us the strength because within ourselves, we know that we cannot, we know that we are weak, but may we continue to seek after you. May you continue to... Um, give us that hope that is properly placed in you. Um, and I just ask that 
whenever the temptations come in, that you would remind us of your truth again and again and help us to take that escape that you do always provide. And please soften our hearts when pride can come in and that hardness of heart wants heart, hardness of hearts wants to come in. Mm-hmm. That way we would repent before you, Lord, that we would be humble and that no matter the pain of that vulnerability, that we would just fall on our knees before your throne and accept that comfort you give us that we may then use to comfort others, Lord. Thank you so much, God, that you do hear our prayers, that you do care for us, that you do love us, and that you call us to continuously seek your face, knowing that when we seek you with all of our heart, you will be found. May we just continue to approach you and um, rely on your strength and your word, Lord. Thank you because you continue to grow us. You do that good work in us that you will carry out into completion until the day of Christ's return. So may we just continue to keep our eyes fixed on you, to abide in you, Lord. And may you convict us of our sins so profoundly through your word and the working of your Holy Spirit that we would indeed repent before Mm -hmm. you, Lord. Thank you so much that you are so merciful and gracious in allowing these trials to come to reveal the state of our hearts to us, to bring us to repentance, to humble us, and to continue that work in us that we may learn your statutes and become more and more as you would have us to be, Lord. Mm. Thank you, God, that we are not abandoned, that we are not on our own, but you are the one who is over us. You are our good shepherd. Thank you so much. And it's in Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. So let me toss in a final scripture. Yes. Nice. Romans eight thirteen. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Mm. So, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you again for joining us on our Truth Prevails podcast. Any information needed will be in the description box below. Comment, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff and everything, and you'll be hearing us from hearing from us soon. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Positively. <laughs> I don't know. You tried. I, I tried. Like that. Thanks. You tried. Thanks. All right then. Bye. Bye.